0: Welcome back to the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I am your host, Drew Champlin. You can find our podcast on any podcast platform, Apple, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Just go search for us, rate us, and review us. It's been a little while since we talked to you guys last. lot's happened. Alabama had its signing day, gotten a few more commitments and signees on board. Um, some Alabama players, you know, they made their decisions to go pro or stay. You're looking at Tua Tonga going, Najee Harris staying, a few others, and a lot's going on in the world of sports these days with the XFL starting up. So, uh, to join me and talk about all these is going to be Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing,
1: Drew? As always, it is a pleasure to be on your podcast. We've been—it's been far too long since I've uh, been on your podcast as your guest. I've been so busy with signing day, uh, helping coaches and players get in the, the best situation at the last minute. Uh, so I've had a lot of stuff going on, Drew. I apologize but I'm back now. I'm ready to get started talking about some big-time players. Drew, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing really well, Mark. Uh, there's been a lot of rain uh, in central Alabama, you know, especially around where I live. And, you know, last Wednesday and Thursday it rained a lot. It's It's Monday night when we record this. It's rained all day today, and then tomorrow and Wednesday, and and what I wonder is how that's affecting you. And, you know, your, I know your weather models were correct. What about over at the course? How are, How is all the rain and the water affecting that?
1: We're, well, uh, we're pretty flooded right now, Drew, but luckily we have some uh, world-class drainage features in the course. You know, the stuff you see at the all the NFL stadiums or the big-time college stadiums, we have that at the course. So we'll be ready to go back with tea time as soon as the rain dies down. Uh, but I've been pretty busy, yeah, you know what, the weather models are working on it, getting them calibrated and be able to properly predict this rain. It's been pretty busy over here.
0: Yeah, I saw James Spann, your nemesis, your arch rival in the weather game. He uh, said he was sick last week, and I haven't seen him on the air in a few days. Hope Maybe he's back by now. I don't really watch ABC
1: 3340 that much, but uh,
0: what, uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think he's just overworked or what?
1: Well, first off, I don't think I, I don't. I feel kind of insulted to call him my nemesis, Drew. That's like saying that, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote is a nemesis to the Road Runner. I mean, the Road Runner always wins. So why why is Wiley – Coyote? That doesn't make any sense, Drew. Uh, you know, James Ban's a guy. He, he's a coward. He's gutless. Uh, you know, he he's he's too scared. He, he was quote unquote sick uh, last week when the weather got bad. Uh. You know, he's too cowardly and too gutless and too yellow, really, to go on the news and give a big prediction because he doesn't want to be wrong again because we saw how his reputation was ruined uh, a few years ago. And, and you know, it, it's I, – obviously, I guess I can't blame him. I, don't, I wouldn't want to embarrass myself, too. If I wasn't very good at my job, I wouldn't want to go out there and, and risk uh, even more shame. But it is what it is. It's unfortunate to the people of Birmingham. I apologize to them. I wish I had my, more time to devote to – to my weather models and maybe get that published and get that out for people so they would know uh, what's going on in the future. But um, I'm just disappointed for the city of Birmingham, Drew.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, now that I think about it, flashing back to Thursday, this was we had some severe weather overnight coming into Thursday morning. I remember hearing it at about 2 o'clock and then again about 6 o'clock. Of course, I knew it was coming because you let me know, but do you think Span was uh, – you said, quote, unquote, are, are you are you alleging that he was faking his illness?
1: I'm not insinuating anything, Drew. I'm just letting everyone know. I think it's quite a coincidence that some bad weather comes in and James Pan all of a sudden isn't there to make predictions uh, for the newscast. Maybe it was an executive decision. Maybe it came down from the top. that said, James, you know, you're a real popular personality. You're just not very good at your job as a meteorologist, so we're not going to let you on the air right now. I I don't know, Drew. I just thought it was was just quite a coincidence that those two events just happened to occur at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't watching that channel anyway because I knew it was going to happen anyway. But, you know, um, hopefully we'll stay dry around here and hopefully, you know, you've still got plenty of uh, people showing up to play golf at the course. Has attendance dropped? Are you still getting pretty much all the tee times filled up?
1: Well, I mean, clearly we didn't have as many people out in the rain and we have bad weather. But uh, uh, compared to this time last year, this this month, we're doing much better in terms of – well, not much better. We're slightly improved uh people basically filled up nonstop. so if you haven't got a podcast excuse if you haven't gotten a tea time yet i don't know where that came from i apologize if you haven't got a tea time yet for this month we're burning out Might i have to go ahead and get one for next month and uh you know we, we book them as far as a year and a half in advance so uh we're now in february of, of 2020 you can go all the way to august of 2021 if you want to and people are already doing that uh to make sure they get a spot so uh, go ahead and call in and go ahead and get your tea time we'll go ahead and get you started and ready to go
0: Outstanding yeah so let 's talk about some uh football and some some NFL draft decisions and' really just going to talk about two of them. Tua Valoa has declared for the NFL draft, and that was one where you know you, when you look on the subscription sites, you saw a lot of stuff that uh, said he was really seriously considering returning and and i don 't know if that was just a drum up subscribers or, or what, but how how accurate was that mark? What can you tell us? I know you were there with him and the family when he suffered that severe hip injury. I hear it's going. The recovery is going better. But what can you inform our listeners as far as the uh, the draft process went for Tua by Loa?
1: Well, uh, in terms of his decision, uh, Tua clearly wanted to stay. But, uh, you know, Galoo, Chris, and I, Chris, Pastor Chris and I, uh, really thought it was best for him to go. Uh, he has a draft promise. Uh, he has a promise from another team to draft him. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly who that team is, but they're picking number five. It's the Dolphins. Um, so we we think that it's the best situation for Tua, and, and he's accomplished enough in his college career to where we didn't feel like he had anything more to prove. And and if you're going to be a top five pick in the draft, I mean, sure, there's a little better money going from five to two or five to one, but Uh, that's a per-year deal, and you're missing out on all the money you'd make this year. So uh, we thought it was best for him to go ahead and go, and that's luckily – and it's the best decision for him, so we're all happy for him.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be – it'd be good to see him get picked by the Dolphins, and he wouldn't be forced to come back and play. You know, they're probably going to stink again next year uh, if if he kind of just rehabs and gets better – and and learns, you know, how to be an NFL player. Then maybe by the next year they have another good pick and they pick an offensive lineman. But, you know, you look at the Alabama, they got ten guys going to the NFL combine. Um, a couple of guys, you know, Henry Ruggs ended up going to the draft. Devontae Smith stayed. He's going to be back next year. It's going to be big for the Tide. I guess one guy that some people, you know, when you look a couple months ago, you, everybody would have assumed or many people would have assumed Najee Harris, the running back, was going pro He really turned it on late in the year, but he decides he's going to come back. What went into that decision?
1: Well, you know, Najee had a slow first couple of years and really came on starting week three or four last year. Uh, So he had a pretty big year and certainly could have gone pro, but I had some big conversations with support staff back in Antioch, uh, Marcus and Maury. Specifically, shout out to those guys uh, back at the gym. And, frankly, we think he still has a lot of potential in terms of the room for improvement for next year. And and couple that with the ability to move up so far in the draft and the new salary cap that's uh, going to increase again next year. We think there's a chance for a huge jump for him in terms of the amount of money he can make for coming back. So, uh, different situation from Tua. Uh, you know, Najee's certainly shown a lot so far, but we still think he has a lot of room to grow. And we look forward to him coming back, having a big senior year and having a big payday coming out in 2021.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Moving over to Alabama basketball, the Crimson Tide under Coach Nato's 13 and 10, I believe it's five and five in the SEC, snapped a three-game losing streak with a 105-102 win at Georgia in overtime. Kyra Lewis with 37 points, and you know this this Alabama basketball season it's been it's been something. It's been interesting. So you know they've had a lot of bad injuries, and I know Mark, you've been. Uh, You've been talking with Coach Oates a lot. I think you've been on the road to scout some future opponents. I know you sent a tweet pick from Duke, I believe it was, a few weeks back. But uh, what can you say about about the team right now and you know, what you and Coach Oates have been talking about as far as what you can share in the podcast?
1: Well, you know, you don't have to be an expert like myself to realize that injuries have been keeping this team from reaching their full potential. Uh, all those guys that are out, all the guys that are missing. Throw and Javon Quinley not being able, nah, not being eligible, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's going to be real tough for this team. Fra- frankly, I think Nate Oates is doing a fantastic job with what he's been dealt. Uh, you know, I-, I think he's done a great job. I think the two, you know, the, t- the Tennessee and Arkansas games uh, weren't very good, especially the Arkansas game. I think they really should have won that Arkansas game. But uh, I think he's doing a great job so far. Uh, got two big games coming up this week. If they could have won one of those, I think that would be a big deal. Uh, you know, I worked them them with the last LSU game uh, with the X and O's um, and trying to scheme against Will Wade. But Will Wade might be the best coach in the country, so all that help might have been a lost cause. It really was a lost cause, to be honest with you. Uh, but, honestly, the program's going in a fantastic direction. It's really been going in the right direction since Colin Sexton left uh, two years ago. You look at the way the, the improvement the program has made in those two years and the strides that they've made. Uh really just off the charts, and I'm really impressed with what the what NATO's doing in Tuscaloosa right now.
0: Yeah, I am as well. I mean, I may go see a movie on Wednesday night when they're playing over at Auburn instead of watching that on TV after seeing the Auburn Kentucky game and the Auburn LSU game. Uh I don't know if should I if you have any movie selections, Mark, or any recommendations like you know, Gretel and Hansel or Little Women or or Nineteen Seventeen. Have you seen any movies lately?
1: Well, I'm a big Jane Austen fan, Drew, but I'm more of a Pride and Prejudice guy. So I didn't watch. I didn't watch Little Women. Okay.
0: Well, I'll, I'll just kind of just have to decide how I'm feeling. Do I really want to watch Alabama play at uh, the Jungle in uh, in, in all, at Auburn Arena, or whatever they're calling it these days? Hey, you broke some news on Twitter, some pretty fairly significant news, and it's very disappointing to me, and I know to you and, and to our listeners that you didn't get any credit for this January 16th. Uh, 4:37 p.m. Central Time. My sources tell me Burton Burns is in talks with the Giants. It is unclear as if if it is with New York or San Francisco. This is on Mark Jennings fifty five on Twitter. And more than a day later, you finally start to see it leak out in the news media, as if they are breaking the news to all their their however many followers they have. Uh, Mark. Uh, Big news here with with Coach Burns leaving. I know he was an off the, had an off the field role, but uh, what uh, went into this decision, and you know what made Coach Burns pick the New York Giants over the San Francisco Giants?
1: Uh, and, and I think he just had a better offer, Drew. I don't know all the details, but I just want to say that I've you know I've been breaking news on Twitter for a long time, uh, whether it comes to Burton Burns or. Uh, the Western Carolina game a few years ago, or, you know, all the breaking news that I put on Twitter about the transfer portal. Uh, and I've come to expect the liberal media not giving me any credit. But, um, you know, I expect that from guys like Michael Casagrande uh, with his type of character integrity. He likes to uh, take it all for himself and be greedy. I understand that come from him. That's who he is as a person. Uh, but, you know, I thoroughly thought there are some journalists out there uh, that worked for ale.com, specifically, Matt Zenitz. Uh, I, I expected more from him, and he did not give me any credit for breaking that news, and that's highly disappointing. And I'll certainly remember that going forward when I need to to let some info out using the media.
0: Yeah, it's very disappointing. And Matt, I know you're listening, and and hopefully next time you'll do better. Um, so this, you know, around a year ago, we were talking a lot about spring football, especially spring football in Birmingham. The Birmingham Iron, Mark, where you were part of the ownership group, and and it was just basically I had chills every time we had a podcast. You could see the goosebumps on my arms. Uh, it Just the, the vibe, the intensity surrounding the Alliance of American Football, the Birmingham Iron, hundreds of thousands of people trying to get a ticket into Legion Field, And then it all just kind of comes crashing down. You know, we had our weekly podcast with you talking about what was going on with the iron. You could not get that information anywhere else, except for the champs corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. And, and then you obviously announced on your Twitter feed last, I think it was February or March. I can't remember that you were forced to sell your uh, shares of the Birmingham iron and it helped you get a lot of money, but it really, it led to the demise of the Alliance of American football. So the XFL is back, and it just had their first weekend of games. I believe there's eight teams, but uh, nothing in Birmingham. And I know you've been such a big proponent for spring football. And um, what uh, – do, do you think we could get an XFL team to Birmingham in the near future?
1: Well, that, there's a lot of – a lot of, you know – stuff going on with that. you are know, asking me a question. There's got to, it's possible there could be a, an XFL team in Birmingham, but a lot of things have to go right. You know, we still have huge problems with the Birmingham uh, government. Uh there have been a huge hindrance. They're a huge hindrance when you know when I was running the iron. Uh, and they're a huge hindrance now to the XFL. You know, they got that new stadium they're building in Birmingham and the mayor said uh, no XFL until the, the the stadium's built. That's really why the reason why we don't have an XFL team. Now but the mayor said no, nothing to the downtown stadium is built. Um, and that's disappointing to me because there's was only, really only one place for spring professional football and to fit the massive crowds uh, that a football team in Birmingham would bring. And, of course, that's Legion Field, Drew. Uh, but the mayor, for some reason, does not like Legion Field. Maybe he's a hipster. doesn't have any appreciation for tradition and history and, and the football capital of the South. So he wants to destroy Legion Field. And I, frankly, think that's disgusting. So – uh, what I am hoping to happen, Drew. Uh, Birmingham elections are coming up in fall of uh, 2021, about uh, what about 20 months from now. And I, really, I, the people of Birmingham need to stand up to the mayor and, and and say, you know, Mayor, what we want is a is an XFL franchise, and we're going to vote you out of office. And that's what we need to do. And you look at the numbers, Drew. Not a whole lot of people vote in the Birmingham mayoral elections. I think. Mayor Woodfin last Woodfin last time won with uh fifteen thousand votes, so it doesn't take a whole lot. Uh, so get Birmingham people, you know, uh, get your boots on the ground, go out and get some mobilizing, and let's vote Mayor Woodfin out of office, and we can bring an XFL team back to Birmingham and put it in Legion Field when it when it belongs uh, in spring of twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, well, he's not going to get my vote, and that's for that's for dang sure. How often do you uh, hear about you know spring football? You know, do people ask you about it?
1: Well, I mean, I can't walk anywhere without people. You know, for, they usually I ask about spring football. They see me, they thank me for the work I did with the iron, you know, and they say, taught me how how wonderful that eight weeks was with their lives and how you know the best best two months they've ever had." Uh, you know, and I, I I'm very gracious and say thank you, and you know. Uh, really say it wouldn't be the same without the fan and you guys or what make us happen. Even though that's not, that's not true, I'm the one that made it happen. Uh, but, you know, we get questioned all the time about bringing XFL team to Birmingham. Somebody approached me with the idea of starting to sell travel packages to go to the XFL uh, all over the country. I don't know if that's something I might, I might want to be interested in one day. But uh, we've already got a waiting list for season tickets for the future Birmingham XFL team. I'm already getting people together. Uh, mobilizing some of the money around Birmingham to put a solid offer together for a team. And we, we're pretty positive about it, Drew. We're just getting hindered by the Birmingham Mayor, Drew, and the Birmingham City Council. And they don't want what's best for the city. You know, they're too too busy worried about things like uh, good schools and, and bridges that that actually function. And can safely carry people over, uh, you know, streets or, or rivers or whatever. But they're not—they're missing what's important. That's what we need XFL and Birmingham, and we really need to get them uh, out of office, Drew. And the sooner we can do that, the better.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if if the mayor gets, you know, if he loses his election, uh, would that mean you'd be back on the ownership group for this for this new franchise? That I'm very confident we're going to get.
1: I, I, that's what it looks like drew i can't i don't want to put the 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 horse before the cart uh, but it looks like that i'm going to be part of the ownership group for an xfl team when it comes to birmingham i can't let off any more than that i can't tell you who the other investors are but uh some people that you've heard of uh real influential people throughout the state uh and they're doing a lot to pull the strings of getting uh the, the professional football back in birmingham where it belongs
0: yeah, that's exciting to hear. And you said, well, it was about fourteen thousand people, fifteen thousand people who voted Woodfin into office.
1: Yeah, it was only about fifteen thousand people. So when you get all those people that were at the at the Birmingham Iron Games, all hundred thousand of them, you know, and then you got the extra fifty thousand that were waiting outside, uh, watching on TV, listening on the radio, whatever, uh, would well, be really easily get Mayor Woodfin out of office. So we got to work on that, Drew. We got twenty months uh, to mobilize, uh, but you know, we got to go ahead and get started on that right now.
0: Well, I mean, how many listeners do we have? We've got close to, or more than a million, and you've got, what, about 5 million Twitter followers?
1: This shouldn't be that hard to do. I, I don't think so either, Drew, but, you know, voter, voters are kind of fickle, so they don't know. Uh, I don't know. Mayor Woodford might offer to bring him the World Games or something stupid like that. Maybe, maybe they'll be swayed by Mayor Woodford bringing in the Division Two women's basketball final eight or something. I don't know. Uh, but we, we have to do something, Drew, to get him out of there.
0: I agree. Well, in the meantime, I know a lot of listeners are listening for legit Alabama football recruiting info, so let's talk quickly about some guys. Carl Tucker, a, un- a graduate transfer tight in from the University of North Carolina, has announced that he will play his final season with the Crimson Tide. He was a three-star recruit in the 2015 class, 38 career games. He caught 36 passes, 549 yards, and four touchdowns. And uh, 2018 was a big year, 16 catches for 265 yards. Hey, obviously Alabama needs another tight end next year. you got Miller Forrest all coming back. Uh, You know, Major Tennyson hasn't really done a whole lot. You know, Jaleel Billingsley is a guy who probably has a bright future. He may be a year away from being a big-time contributor. What is Alabama getting with uh, Carl Tucker?
1: Well, they get the great pass-receiving tight end, Drew. He's a guy who played for Larry Fedora. Uh, came out and played for Mac Brown. It wasn't nearly as productive in that new offense. But I think if you get to Alabama and the way Alabama uses the tight end, he's going to have a fantastic uh, season, Drew. Uh, you know, as you said, at 2018, he had 260 uh, – excuse me. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. 2018, he had, uh, you know, 549 yards and four touchdowns. He's going to have a fantastic year, Drew. Um, he, he's a great pickup for Alabama.
0: When you were breaking down his film when, when he came out of high school, and this was when we started the podcast around 2015, I think he signed – I guess he would have signed in February. We started the podcast later that fall. Who did you compare him to when people asked you about him on UNC-based podcasts?
1: Uh, well, it, you look at him, look at the way he plays. your mind's a lot of a guy who really, you know, came to college about 40 years ago. Got uh, out of three rivers Michigan, and for some reason, he didn't get a lot of big-time offers. Uh, he was a big time player but for some reason. I uh, only got a small college offer to go to Bash College in Indiana. When I had a highly successful NFL career, mostly thinking of playing for the New York Giants, I believe. Of course, I'm talking about Pete Metzelars. You remember Pete Metzelars, Drew?
0: Yeah, Mark, are we talking about the same Pete Metzelars who coached uh, the offensive line coach for the Atlanta Legends of the Alliance of American Football last year?
1: That's it. That's exactly the same Pete metzlars Drew, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I love Pete Metzler. He's one of my best friends. You know, I, I'm glad we got to beat him twice last year and I let him know whenever I see him, but yeah, that's the exact same Pete Metzler.
0: All right. That's, uh, that's, that's what I thought it was, but I just wanted to make sure. Um, So, on signing day, Alabama signs offensive lineman Damian George, wide receiver Javon Baker, defensive line Jamil Burrows. You know, George is out of Texas. Baker and Burroughs are out of uh, Georgia, I believe. Uh, any, anything among these three surprise you as far as it comes with the spring signing day?
1: Of those three that you mentioned?
0: Yeah, were you expecting those guys to sign or did you think any of them might flip or anything like that?
1: No, it was about what I expected. Uh, to be honest with you, Baker and Burrows. Um, you know, it's going to be questionable questionable thing to get qualified. I'm currently exploring some loopholes to get them in. Uh, Burroughs is probably the best player of those three that you mentioned, but he's the least likely to get eligible. Uh, you know, Damian George, he's a big guy, kind of a project. Javon Baker is probably a Kevin Norwood-type receiver. Uh, but, yeah, Jamil Burroughs is the best player out of those three you mentioned, and, and Alabama fans certainly hope he he gets eligible and is ready to play in the fall.
0: Yeah. So McKinley Jackson's a big elite defensive tackle from Mississippi or defensive lineman from Mississippi, a four-star recruit, and it seemed like a lot of the momentum was pushing him towards signing with Alabama. He ends up choosing Texas A&M over Alabama. I think maybe Auburn and LSU might have been in the mix as well, and, of course, the Mississippi schools. What happened here, Mark? I I had my hopes hope that he was going to be signing with the Crimson Tide.
1: Well, I want to address something here, Drew. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors and innuendo, innuendo out there on subscription sites about the McKinley-Jackson recruitment. I just want to say Texas a m recruited him fairly. Uh, you know, is, is, a, is exactly the way you'd want to go. I know lots of uh, kids in Mississippi don't want to go to Mississippi. They want to go out of state. And uh, uh, What usually happens when a recruit chooses a school over Alabama, uh, a subscription site has guaranteed that he's coming to Alabama. And so to save face, that subscription site writer is going to, you know, go ahead and spread lies about the kid, say bad things about his family. Uh, and, frankly, those uh, subscription site writers, excuse me, don't always know what's going on, and that's what happened here. So uh, that person knows who he is. I don't know if he listened to the podcast. I know he, he's he got a website that looks like it was, it was designed on a Commodore 64. So uh, maybe you should update your website, spend a little more time doing that and less time uh, – Saying bad things about eighteen-year-old kids.
0: You do you think he said that he was paid to go to, to Texas A&M
1: or something? Well, I'm like not going to say. I'm not. I don't want. I don't want those words to come out of my mouth. But that was clearly the insinuation this person was trying to make that this player received a, a, a very strong pecuniary offer to go play at Texas A&M. And frankly, that's not what happened, Drew.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's it's usually pretty on the up and up here, and that's probably what happened with McKinley Jackson. Another recruit who was listed as a commitment to, for a long time uh, was Jason Jones, a big defensive lineman uh, off of, lineman out of Calera High School nearby. And he uh, ends up signing with Oregon. He never really said that he decommitted from Alabama,
1: at least not throughout the
0: process. But what happened here?
1: Well, back to subscription sites, they're saying they flipped, uh, they flipped Jason Jones. The Oregon subscription sites are saying they flipped Jason Jones from Alabama. But uh, that's not what happened. Alabama did right by the kid. Really backed off last summer and told him to go somewhere else. So um, they told him to keep good on public commitment so it helped him have better schools to choose from. But uh, Alabama was never going to sign this kid. So I knew early on he wasn't an SEC-level prospect. Uh, and I made that pretty clear to the powers that be, especially Cedric in the Alabama football office. All
0: right. Hey, let's go over the three 2021 Alabama football commits. We've talked about two of them on the podcast so far, but it's been several months because these guys have been committed to Alabama for so long. And you got another one who just recently committed, and you can say as much or as little as you want on these guys, but definitely share your comparison, even though, you know, the millions of listeners we have, they all are going to remember this. But we get new ones every week. Mark, uh, Drake May, the quarterback from Charlotte, North Carolina, what do Alabama fans need to know about him?
1: Well, I, I think he's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, in a guy, you know, come out of the last decade, really, I compared him, he's 6'5", he's 2'10", got a cannon for an arm, great awareness, really moves around the pocket very well, I compared him to former uh, Birmingham Iron quarterback, Luis Perez, uh, now with the New York Guardians, the XFL, frankly, the Luis Perez should have been a AAF world champion, but. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we've talked about that in a podcast before. I'm not going to go into it. But uh, I hope Luis Perez has a, a fantastic season with the New York Guardians. And Drake, Drake may remind me a lot of him.
0: All right. How about Latrell McCutcheon, the defensive back out of Austin, Texas? Uh, 6'1",
1: 176, great athleticism. Reminds me of Jamar Summers, also at the Birmingham Iron. He played at UConn. He's also now at the New York Guardians of the XFL. All
0: right. And then Alabama gets Deontay Lawson. He's kind of a uh, – Hybrid defensive end, outside linebacker from Mobile, Christian down in South Alabama. What what do you know about him?
1: Well, I'm looking forward to this kid, Drew. He's uh, I'm working with Ronnie Cottrell down there. We're working together and get him on a supplement plan so he can be jacked and be two sixty when he gets to Alabama campus. So uh, I look for great things out of Deontay Lawson. He's gonna be ready to play as soon as he gets here, day one. He reminds me a lot of a guy uh, born in North Carolina, grew up in the state of Missouri in New Madrid, Missouri. Uh, went on to play for Missouri. I he's back in the XFL now for the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, talking about Coney Ely. Remember Coney Ely, Drew? Uh,
0: yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch him play in the XFL. He he did not play in any alliance team, did he?
1: No, he did not play at all in 2019. We recruited him, and tried to get him to come play with the Iron, but I don't think I just think he wanted to sit out of here.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He was a very good player at Missouri, so that's good. That's good to hear that you you think that highly of of Deontay Lawson. Hey, uh, so we're going to finish up the, the podcast with some questions. We've got, I think, five, six of them. We picked five or six of them. We had about, you know, several. But tell everybody how they can find you on Twitter and how they can
1: reach you through email if they so desire. Well, Drew, you know, we got the best listeners uh, on the planet. You guys ask the greatest questions. If you want to ever ask me a question on Twitter, you can tweet at me, at, at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. You can also email me. We don't have an intern working the email right now, but you can email me when I get to it at some point. The email address is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. It's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. Find me on email. Find me on Twitter. I love hearing from you guys. I can't wait to answer your questions this week. All right. So our first question is coming from Daniel Williams. And it's a very interesting
0: question because if you watch basketball in the summer, they've got that big, I think it's called the basketball tournament. And you'll see teams from, you know, guys who played at Ohio State, you know, like Aaron Kraft, that point guard, and Michigan State, uh, West Virginia. A lot of these, these guys who played over the last few years. Apparently Alabama's going to have a team and – Daniel asks, if you were involved with this Alabama the basketball tournament, he, it's, uh, the Twitter handle appears to be at Bama Hoops TBT. Are you involved with this team, Mark? And if you are, who are some players we may see?
1: Well, it's uh, uh, funny you ask me that. I haven't asked to be the general manager of the, of the Bama Hoops team. Uh, we haven't worked out all the details, but we have an agreement in writing so I'll be the general manager of the team. Obviously, it's gonna, I'll, be, I'll get paid zero, but I'll get a share of the winnings if we win. So I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be a new challenge. You know, there's always a little bit of a dead time for me uh, after signing day and before football season. And I'm just kind of doing my – going through the motions at the course. So I'm excited about this new challenge, Drew. I can't spend – you know, share too many details. We do have secret tryouts already lined up uh we have a lot of players committed to secret tryouts and 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 we're going to go through it and have to try out and cut them and and get to a final squad so so far we got a brian passing committed wade kaiser travis stennett jim farmer uh who else avery johnson jr uh, is playing on being there anton reese uh, mc mazik uh we got feelers feelers out the thalamus McGee. So we got a lot of players coming in who played for alabama back in the day coming to see if they can make the make the Bama Hoop Squad for the $2 million tournament. We're really excited about it, Drew. And uh, uh, we're going to see how it goes. It's a new challenge for me. I'm pretty optimistic about the future.
0: This is the same Brian Passick who's been on our podcast a couple of times, right?
1: It's the same one, Drew. Went to his house for Thanksgiving a few times. So I, I'm excited. You know, I know Brian. I, I don't want to – I certainly hope it, I hope he doesn't think that our personal relationship going to give him a leg up on anyone. Um so, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to have any controversy surrounding the roster. But uh, he's going to have to earn his keep just like everybody else is, Drew.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good way of doing business. We hear from Nick Jones. He says, I'm hearing rumors that you and Lee Steinberg, that's Tua's agent, are helping uh, Galoo and the Tungvaloa family evaluate transfer options for Talia that will allow him to play out his college career near Tua's draft destination. Is that true?
1: Well, he absolutely is true. I mean, it depends on where he gets drafted, but I can sort of see Talia suiting up for maybe Eastern Michigan uh, or Florida International or Ball State in the future, maybe even San Diego State. So those are all programs that uh, uh have been in touch with the back of Latavas, and they're going to see what they can do going forward about that and see what happens. So uh, I'm not saying I would be shocked if Talia is in the Alabama football uniform in 2022, but I would be very uh, – very, 2021, excuse me, but I'd be very surprised if that were the case. So I think the uh, that family, the Tegwattas, are going to move on from Tuscaloosa as early, maybe maybe, in the middle of this year. We'll see how it goes. All
0: right. Uh, we hear from Yorgo Saris at Bama Yorgo one Mark, I lost all my life savings on a bet that Alabama would be the number one football recruiting class because the subscription sites were saying we would get McKinley Jackson and Ennis Rakestraw. My question is, are there any jobs at
1: your golf course available? Yorgo? go. i uh, got some great news for you. Uh, there's nothing available at the golf course, but as I mentioned earlier, we do have an internship available. Uh, if you'd like to send me your resume, I'll review it, and I'll get in touch with you just to let you know there have already been hundreds of people apply to be the intern uh, here for myself. Uh, it doesn't pay anything, but you can get college credit uh, depending on where you go to school. Uh, for the internship, so you let me know if you'd like to get your career onto a new track and i can get you started off. you look at what my other interns have done they have gone to uh you know I had one join the marines uh another one moved on i I, I believe uh i, I don't know you got
0: now. Lawson shaver was an intern Lawson
1: shafer i don't even know what he's doing now. I remember somebody called me for a recommendation once, but i don 't remember where he's going I so. think
0: he's selling insurance or
1: something yeah like that. making millions of dollars probably as a hardworking kid anyway uh I, those things i'm very excited you know you got to have a great Career path moving forward. If you come intern for me, I'll teach y'all about how to make money and 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 run a successful business. Really be a success in life. So, uh, send me your send me your resume. Your go. I'll make sure to look at it as soon as I can.
0: All right. Uh, we hear from Alabama Pro Updates at Bama Pro Updates on Twitter. Uh, given your good friend Bong Joon Ho's domination of the Oscars last night and your apparent fluency with the Korean language, can we expect a kimchi offering at the Dip and Dots kiosk at Bryant Denny Stadium this fall? Maybe a test run at 8
1: a. I I think that would be pretty gross. Kimchi is like vegetables, Drew. It's like roasted vegetables, right? So it'd be like somebody saying, What about a spaghetti flavor dipping dots? That'd be pretty silly. This is a stupid question. Bam Pro updates. Did your brother send you this question? That's how stupid it is. Yeah, I, we got to get the intern, Drew, to weed out these questions.
0: Uh, maybe we can. Maybe Yorgo will will rise to the to the cream of the crop among your internship applications. We'll see. I need somebody. I need definitely. But yeah, I, I don't know where. It, man, Bama Pro updates. It's uh seems like it's a common theme getting getting bad questions from this guy. Ever since uh, he came on our podcast.
1: Well, I just assumed it was his brother. His brother used the one that asked the terrible. That's questions. true. That's true. Maybe I have him mixed up.
0: Uh, anyway, we hear from Jeremy, and Jeremy asks, Mark, how close are you working with Michigan State to fill their head football coaching position? Obviously, Mark D'Antonio stepped down a couple of days before signing day. Uh, they would be wise to hire one of your good friends.
1: Yeah, I'm working with them. You know, I mentioned on Twitter they did offer John L. Smith. He turned it down. Uh, he's just not ready to get back into coaching at this point, especially somewhere he's already been. So. Uh, I can say for certain, Michigan State's now going after, targeting a few guys, or finding out the interest level. Of guys like Hal Mumme, uh, Zach Smith, uh, Patrick Nix. Even though Patrick Nix just took the Central Phoenix City job, uh, he he would be prepared to leave that uh, and go take the Michigan State job. So we'll see how it goes. A lot of moving, a lot of gears moving around for Michigan State job, and uh, we're going to see what happens. But those are the three guys they're going after now.
0: All right. Let's see, Mark, is that our last question from Jeremy? That's all I got, Drew. All right. We'll wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. You can follow Mark on Twitter at MarkJennings55. You can follow me at Drew Champlin, common spelling. Uh, go subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform, Apple, Google, SoundCloud. Just, it's easy to search. Just type in Champs Corner. You can probably type in Mark Jennings as well. Please share the podcast. Uh, you know, You can just send it to all your friends. We have millions of listeners. We want millions more. And, uh, Mark, thanks again for joining me this week. It's been too long.
1: It has been too long, Drew. I have to do it
0: real soon. Congratulations on your new house. Thank you, Mark. We will talk to you guys later.